0: Welcome to Aardvark Avarice. I am your host, Channing Tatum. This podcast is brought to you by Knobs and Knockers, who promise that you will love coming home again. Flush poles, mail slots, ball catches, pre-mounted boxes. They handle it all. Visit their website to find all your hardware needs, or set up an appointment to visit the showroom. Iron, weathered, and rusty knobs Satin, ivory, porcelain, or even oil-rubbed knockers. They will help you find what feels good in your hand when you open that door. Before we begin, I would like to point out that this is not a conspiracy. 1209, Occident, Oregon, Shambana I once had to apologize for taking a joke just a bit too far simply by insinuating a friend's mother abandoned him because he was a melodramatic Irish queen who solved his problems with Jameson and the Boondock Saints. Actually, I had to apologize three times. First, because he got bent in a very melodramatic Irish kind of way, which is one of my pet peeves, and I just wanted it to stop. Second, because my other friend, who was also part Irish, gave me her most disapproving evil eye, that reminded me very much of my mother's disapproving evil eye, and I started to trigger. Third, because I finally realized what a giant, for lack of a better family-friendly word, turd I had been, and was generally sorry. Boy, was that an interesting apples-to-apples game. It's amazing the difference in internet search can be by simply adding the word, the. If I just put in apology, universally I get the definition of the word. But if I add the, the differences in search algorithms really show their colors. If you search the apology in Google Land, Bing, Start Page, Swiss Cows, DuckDuckGo, or OneSearch, your top results are for Plato's Apology of Socrates. Search Encrypt will hit you with a bunch of ads, beginning with a sale on the Apologia Science Curriculum for ChristianBook.com. But scrolling way, 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 way down, past the ads, you will find Plato. Gibberu, or Gibberu, or whatever, once touted as the search engine for patriots and faster than the NSA search engines also takes you to Play-Doh, but I wanted to single them out for their own horn-blowing, and the fact they probably ripped off Google for their algorithms. I tried wiki.com, but I was writing this podcast on my work computer, and it deemed the search engine not safe. If by chance any of you are one of my supervisors, I was totally on a break and not writing a podcast when I should be crunching numbers and haggling with insurance companies. For those of you that currently have a beef with the Russian Federation, you know, with the whole Ukraine thing, you might want to avoid Yandex. A good percentage of searches results in websites in Russian. In this case, the Russian Sparknotes Summarization of Plato's Apology. Oddly, my Yandex search also yielded video clips of the Bridges of Madison County and Downton Abbey. Read into that what you will. For your information, I'm not going to discuss Plato's apology, although its defense of Socrates' corruption of youth may be a topic for another day. I am always interested in things deemed youth corrupting, such as social media, video games, reality television, liberal extremists, D. Snyder's lyrics, and Elvis Presley's hips. All. If you haven't noticed i like a little comedy and laughter in my life. But that's like saying Kanye West likes a little drama in his life. There are uncountable quotes about laughter, even one or two by the German philosopher Friedrich Nietzsche, whom I assumed was born without a funny bone, or jocular ingenesis. But then again, he did have that ridiculous mustache. One quote I enjoy is by Kurt Vonnegut, whose clever turn of phrase I would love to put in pill form. He said, Laughter and tears are both responses to frustration and exhaustion. I myself prefer to laugh, since there is less cleaning up to do afterward. That is me to a T. And that was also my voice for wandmaker Garrick Ollivander, because I have no idea what Kurt Vonnegut actually sounded like. I am totally that person who rips a joke in tense situations to counter anger, sadness, or fear, or just to end moments of excruciating boredom. Like staff meetings. Sean Connery also had a quote about laughter. He said, Laughter kills fear, and without fear there can be no faith, for without fear of the devil there is no need for God. Look, I loved Jean Connery. He was easily my favorite Bond, and I would like to put his accent in pill form. But that magnanimous Scot was smoking some seriously funky knick in his peace pipe on that day. I'm not sure if he was saying we can't have laughter, or we'll abandon God, or that we don't need God because we have laughter. Either way, I'm not sure if that correlation holds water, holy water or otherwise. He probably should have stuck to the peyote. I will give you a heads up now. This is a very quote-heavy podcast episode, but I guarantee that all quotes are handpicked and crafted with only the finest ingredients one can find at Costco. However, I take no responsibility for their validity or authenticity, as I'm relying heavily on BrainyQuotes' verification process. Here is a quote to get us back on track and to the point. Sir Peter Alexander Ustinov, a two-time Academy Award-winning British actor who I'm sad to say I struggle to think of any movie where I recognize him, hit the nail on the humor head when he said this about comedy. Comedy is simply a funny way of being serious. That statement summarizes humor perfectly, and my accent was also perfect. However... Ellen DeGeneres touched on a part of comedy that most comedians either avoid talking about or hide behind creative license. She said, and I'm going to do my Hermione voice because I don't have an Ellen one, Most comedy is based on getting a laugh at somebody else's expense, and I find that's just a form of bullying in a major way. So I want to be an example that you can be funny and be kind, and make people laugh without hurting somebody's feelings. Right, Juan? What? Hermione DeGeneres was right. Many comedians walk that fine line, betting on the fact that those, at the butt end of the joke, can laugh along with everybody else. That's not always the case. I knew a woman who suffered from such a severe case of chronic cutaneous insufficiencies or thin skin, that she would get overwrought by a knock-knock joke. You knew she was offended, because her face would go all maleficent, and she would glare at you as if plotting painful and grisly forms of retribution, like company birthday parties. Insult comedy is so ingrained, however, I don't think it will ever go away, nor do I think it should if for no other reason than the long line it would form at unemployment. Can you imagine employment specialists trying to job place the likes of Richard Jervis, Trevor Noah, Sarah Silverman, Howard Stern, Gilbert Godfrey, Eddie Murphy, Colin Quinn, and Graham Norton? Just to name a few insult comedians. Some of those are barely funny as it is. We can't take away the one thing that makes them feel good. You know demeaning others. The truth is, however, if your goal is to be funny, but instead of laughing, everyone is eviscerating you with mental daggers, A too, Brutus? Maybe it is time to apologize. Or retire. I'm referring to you, Godfrey. You've made a career sounding like the death throes of a goose, but it's all played out. And we all know you don't have much else. Time to honk off into the sunset. Due to the combination of impulse control, impaired social skills, and chronic momentary stupidity, I will, on occasion, take things a touch too far. I realized a long time ago that if I am going to attempt to be a funny man of any sort, then I have to be responsible for when the humor hurts and have the jumblies to apologize for it. It's hard. It sucks. And I have not always been a person who is comfortable with bitter taste of humble pie. On occasion, I have argued my case to the point of ludicrosity, even though I knew I was wrong, and that ludicrosity isn't a real word. Even today, older and wiser, or maybe just older... I hate being wrong. Just this week, I went so far as to invent an 80s-slash-90s musician named Carly B, who was once a substitute member of En Vogue whenever Cindy Heron or Maxine Jones went on maternity leave. This to hide from my daughter the fact I thought the name of hip-hop star Cardi B was indeed Carly B, and I'm about as in the know as Michael Scott from The Office. Still, I tend to live by the philosophy of doing and then apologizing later. There has been some chatter recently in the social hub of political psychology whether the apology is a strong political tool or a weakness. Don't ask me how, where, or why I engaged in political psychology chatter. Let's just say it has nothing to do with Bernie Sanders, Bernie Madoff, Bernie Mac, God rest his soul, or Weekend at Bernie's. Although, I recommend watching Weekend at Bernie's after chatting about political psychology because it will keep you grounded. I'm not going to get into political apologies today, or possibly ever. In general, I prefer not talking or joking about specific politicians in too much detail. Whether they are praised or shunned, It is true, there is no such thing as bad press, and I think politicians wield enough power occupying seats of government. Why should I let them occupy my time and yours? Instead, I'm going to look at a public figure who was unabashedly unapologetic. Even when she said things like, You're sending a message out to people saying, It's okay, stay fat! Get diabetes. Everybody die. Lose your fingers. When Lena Dunham appeared on the cover of Vogue, or referring to Britney Spears as White Trash, saying, I can't wait for her career to be over, so she can serve me coffee at 7-Eleven. Yep, that would be the whiplashing tongue of Joan Rivers. And yes, that is my best Joan Rivers voice. I do apologize. Rivers was kind of the anti-Ellen DeGeneres, wasn't she? I'm not sure if Rivers was the Vader to Ellen's Luke, or if you talk to Kathy Griffin, the other way around. But I won't hesitate to use a Star Wars reference when I can. In which case, I'm going to peg Griffin as Count Dooku. That's only 50% an insult, Sure, Count Dooku was an evil Sith in the subpar prequels, but he was portrayed by Christopher Lee, who was just awesome in general. That dude sang symphonic metal. Enough said. It's funny. When I researched Rivers for this podcast, I never made any connection between her and DeGeneres. I only added Ellen after finding her comedy quote. But I thought, those are two people on two different spectrums of humor. Lo and behold, there was a rumored rift between the two comedians, although many of those rumors came from Count Griffin. Okay, that was meant as an insult, but let's not dwell and talk about the queen of insults instead. Grandchildren can be so annoying. How many times can you go... And then the cow goes moo. And the pig goes oink. It's like talking to a supermodel. There are apologists. And then there are anti-apologists. Joan Rivers was the latter. Nobody could out-insult Joan Rivers. Do you know why? Because she didn't believe in off-limits. That was her superpower. She was the Thanos of insult comedy. If you were in her crosshairs... Snap! You were dust. If you tried to call her out, Snap! You and your immediate family were ash, floating in the wind. If you heckled her, Snap! Say goodbye to your entire lineage throughout history. You didn't even have to be someone Rivers disliked. She made numerous jokes about Anne Frank and the Holocaust. No. No. I love ripping on people, but I don't have the huevos to even quote her Holocaust jokes for this podcast. That's where the full knowledge quotes are more compelling to you as the listener and could be the difference between keeping you tuned in or switching to something more exciting like Sleep With Me, the podcast intended to put you to sleep. Even quoting her it can make you feel like a dirty reprehensible human being who should be cast into a deep dark dungeon. No, not even a dungeon. The sewage system for the deep dark dungeon. Should Joan Rivers be cast into the sewage system for a deep dark dungeon? Rivers would joke about anyone, any time, any age, any gender, any race, any life choice. Even the dead even the tragically dead. Her reasoning, her humor is what brought people back to the tragedy, made them remember. Who's to argue? True or not, people want to believe her intentions were altruistic and that Rivers didn't use shock comedy simply to line her pockets. Joan Rivers was extremely insecure. Like Woody Allen insecure if the blatantly obvious didn't clue you in to this certainty. She admitted it freely. Self-depreciation humor was her second favorite form of comedy. I was so ugly. My parents sent my picture to Ripley's Believe It or Not. They sent it back. Said, We don't believe it. But she also said, Never be afraid to laugh at yourself. After all, You could be missing out on the joke of the century. So let's look at a few of her fun self-depreciating quotes. Not just because I like doing my horrible Joan Rivers voice. Let's start with her love life. My love life is like a piece of Swiss cheese. Most of it's missing. And what's there stinks. How about her age? The fashion magazines are suggesting that women wear clothes that are age-appropriate. For me, that would be a shroud. Her intelligence? Education? I spit on education. No man is ever going to put his hand up your dress looking for a library card. And, most notably, her generous use of cosmetic surgery. I've had so much plastic surgery, when I die, they'll donate my body To Tupperware! Rivers apologized for nothing. Many people admired her for that. After all, apologizing is often viewed as a weakness. Some politicians see it that way. But I can't think of any unapologetic politician who would turn the mirror on themselves the way Joan Rivers did. Unless, of course, they were caught with their pants down. Literally. Fraternizing too gratuitously with their staff or getting jiggy with a hooker. It's usually the last ditch effort to salvage a politician's career. It rarely works. Isn't that right, Mr. Spitzer? Mr. Giuliani? Mr. Sanford? Mr. Edwards? Mr. Gingrich? Ms. Chenoweth Hage? Mr. McGreevy? Mr. Clinton? Okay, so a little political name-dropping can be fun. Psychologist and writer Guy Winch says, People who cannot apologize often have such deep feelings of low self-worth that their fragile egos cannot absorb the blow of admitting they were wrong. That was my Dumbledore, by the way. Joan Rivers never said the words, I'm sorry, or I apologize. It might literally be something she was incapable of doing. If you want to get all gooey and humanistic about it, by being her own worst critic, giving it to herself as hard, if not harder, than what she gave to others, she brought herself down to the level of those she trashed. Kind of like, I'm one of you. So it's okay that I say this. Actor and comedian Andy Samberg, who I have a straight crush on, said, You get into comedy because you're insecure, and you communicate with the world through comedy to sort of alleviate the tension of those insecurities and to find a way to make people like you, other than the way you look or how good you are at sports. I don't think that really goes away. That, by the way, was Andy Samberg doing his impression of, well, anybody. Not really a guy for voices, but still, I'm crushing on him pretty hard. Maybe not Ryan Reynolds hard, but definitely top five. Oh, by the way, Joan Rivers' daughter, Melissa Rivers, cleared up the whole Ellen feud rumors to Inside Magazine. She was beyond gracious, and remembers how good my mother was to her when she came out. Uh, That, by the way, was my McGonagall voice. Just because it wasn't her style of humor, Ellen realized how important and meaningful my mother's voice was to her in a personally difficult time. Well, that's that. Thank you for listening to Aardvark Avarice. A shout out again to our sponsor, Knobs and Knockers, where they don't knock the pleasure of a brass or ivory knob, but don't forget a good hard wood either. Until next time, I am Alistair Moody, saying be safe, be kind, and enjoy the Havarti. Constant vigilance! <laughs>